Sponsored by Just Eat. Woo! Tap into Ireland's leading food ordering app. Just Eat. Find your flavour. On McDermott on 2FM. With Transport for Ireland. Plan your journey door to door with our free TFI Journey Planner app. Nice to hear him back on the radio. I've already talked to Chris, so I'm not going to do the usual thing no. where I big myself up and then introduce Chris. No, no. Hello. We, no, we've just learned that I would like fall asleep in the middle of the road watching an eclipse and get run over. So yeah. that's a better introduction. You're welcome, though. It's nice to see you. Yeah, you too. Okay, let's jump right in to us. Us. It's uh, Jordan Peele. It's the follow-up to Get Out, which kind of was a mm. word-of-mouth hit that turned into a worldwide smash. Absolutely, yeah. I mean... Few films are as special as Get Out. I would look at it as a once in a generation game changer of a horror. And for those who haven't you seen it, that high. absolutely instant classic. It was uh, one of my favorites, if not the best film of uh, 2017. And uh, for those who haven't seen it, it was a, a social satire about a black man who meets his white girlfriend's parents for the first time. But for those who have seen it, you know that that's not even half of it. So if you haven't seen this, get on that. But. Uh, you know, it was a critical and commercial smash. It started a conversation that's still going. It put Jordan Peele, its writer, director, and producer, a man who had previously just been known for his comedic output, it put him on a global stage, and he won an Oscar for Best Original Screenplay. But the problem with being that successful and producing an instant classic on your first try, he'd never directed a film before, is that it puts an awful lot of pressure on your next move. It's the old M. Night Shyamalan. M. Night Shyamalan, yes. Yeah, but yeah, I Syndrome. suppose. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Sixth yeah. Sense, and then, I mean, he's done other things that have fans, but yeah. he's never, he's never equaled the success of Sixth Sense. No, he has not, no. And there must have been a moment after that, like, made 600 million at the box office and was nominated for eight Oscars. He must have thought to himself one night, I am never going to top this. And he hasn't. But uh, Jordan Peele, you know, he, he he's a huge Twilight Zone fan. He's a huge horror fan. He We know that he can do comedy. And he just decided, okay, look, I'm actually going to do another horror. So this film has been billed as Jordan Peele's new nightmare. And instantly, he's actually reviving the Twilight Zone. We're going to see that later in the year with Chris O'Dell and various others. Uh, but he's decided to present a new nightmare. It's topical again it's a social horror with the brain and I'm pleased to say that this film we'll get into the verdict now in a minute it proves that Get Out wasn't a fluke okay good our story though revolves around the Wilson family and actually well there's a prologue so there's this little girl it's 1986 we're on the Santa Cruz Beach boardwalk Uh, this little girl wanders away from her arguing parents Uh, her name is Adelaide she's played by young Madison Curry and she heads on down to the beach it starts raining she takes shelter in a house of mirrors and as you know taking shelter on a rainy night on the beach in the house of mirrors is not a good idea so something happens to this little girl I don't want to spoil it but let's just say that she is going to be traumatised for life something happens in the house of mirrors fast forward to present day Adelaide has grown up she's now played by Lupita Nyong'o she's married to Gabe played by Winston Duke they're taking a bit of a holiday Uh, they're back in California they're on the beach and everyone is relaxed and having a good time but she seems quite nervous and full of dread and she thinks that something terrible is lurking around the corner and you know they go to the beach they meet their obnoxious white mates and everyone again is having such a good time but she just can't you know ease up so she wants to go home they go back to the beach house she tells her husband about that night in the beach and then all of a sudden something weird happens and that something weird is that Jason one of their kids runs into the room and says there's a family in our driveway and there is in fact a family standing in the driveway and not only that they're very sinister they're very creepy they're all wearing red jumpsuits they break into the house they bash in quite violently and savagely and when the Wilson family get a good look at them they're horrified to discover that it's them their house is being attacked by their doppelgangers they look exactly like them now to reveal any more will probably constitute as a spoiler so let's just say that things get messed up up. Okay, let's have a little uh, listen. This is us. So let's call the cops. I did. 
They're 14 minutes away. What? 14 minutes? Okay, 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 okay. Okay, okay. Jason, give me the bat. What bat? The baseball bat, the bat. There's one in the corner. Here, here. Thank you. Gabe. All right, hold. Gabe! I got this, I got this. I'm in. Yeah. I'm in. Yeah. All the way. Yeah. I've seen it and, and I'm in and I want to see it again. Now. Um, okay. So in terms of, I guess the suspense build up, builds up. She's feeling uneasy. There's something going on. The family arrived. Then they break in. Does it lose any tension? Does it descend into gore? Does it descend into cheap shock tactics? Or does it manage to sustain, sustain it after that moment of dread is realized? It doesn't so much as descend into... Go- well, I suppose it is quite violent and it is genuinely frightening. I mean, every corner of the screen is filled with dread here and the film is actually wonderful to look at. Um, but the difference is, you know, you can have an atmospheric and, and moody horror, but, you know, there, there's something altogether different about uh, horror being genuinely frightening and that's what this is. And that's what maybe Get Out was uh, funnier at times than it was, you know, you know, terrifying. Um, but I think you can, you can... Look, you can have a lot of fun with this film just taking it on face value that it's a home invasion horror thriller of sorts and you can go and see it and just take it at that or you can have a lot of fun dissecting it and it's a Jordan Peele film so as I said it's another social satire what I think it was about and maybe listeners can go off and watch it and we can talk next week you know if anyone wants to text in and let us know what they thought it was about I think this film is about America's underclass rising up to take back what's rightfully theirs I think it's a satire on the American dream um, and how you know America is starting to tear itself apart I think it might even be a film about imposter syndrome there is so much going on in there it definitely has a brain and you know it works because you know the tremendous cast Lupita Nyong'o is fabulous here in a dual role everyone is playing dual roles um, it works because it's got a brilliant soundtrack um, I won't say which song but Jordan Peele has taken a very famous hip hop song and given it an orchestral spin that runs the right way runs all the way through it it's fabulous to look at it's got a deliciously dark sense of humour it does come apart a little bit at the end there's probably a bit too much exposition but it's freaky it's inventive and it stayed with me I mean I've seen, I saw it four days ago it stayed with me ever since okay and that's the measure of the film out of five for jordan peele's us uh very strong four okay highly recommended and uh we'll get you squirming in your seat what are we doing after martin jensen we're looking at uh the white crow and minding the gap back after this do it this is 2fm it was a very enthusiastic four out of five for the new jordan peele horror film us from chris uh, what are we talking about now, Chris? We're talking about Minding the Gap. And the reason I wanted to talk about this is because it's not even screening at many cinemas. You'll have to check listings to see where it is. But if it disappears from the cinema after a week or two, maybe, hopefully, it will be on, you know, online soon enough to stream. But I uh, I was just compelled by this. So, basically, it's one of those films that belongs in that rarest of cinematic brackets where you go in expecting one thing and then you come out having, you know, been presented with something else entirely. So, on the face of it, it's a film about skating. It's directed by a 28-year-old guy named Bing Liu I skated. Uh, no, sorry, skateboarding. Skateboarding. skateboarding yes yeah so Bing Lewis is 28 year old he uh, and his friends Zach and Kira they've been uh, uh, skating ever since they were kids and he decided to pick up a camera when he was a kid and just document their after school antics at the local park or skating through Rockford Illinois which is an economically deprived town and he had just hours upon hours weeks and weeks of footage but he decided at, at some stage to uh, encapsulate their, their shared backgrounds and realise that they'd all come from broken homes and they'd all come from abusive uh, families and relationships and he decided to make 
make a film about that. He realized that there's more than there's more to this than skating. So it becomes almost. I mean, at one stage, one of the friends refers to the filmmaking process because everyone talks to the camera, and it has this air of like it's a documentary, but it's also kind of like a reality television at some stage. One of the lads refers to it as free therapy, and it is. So you're going in expecting this film about skateboarders and skating culture in 2019, and what that's what's that going to be like, and maybe even a boyhood kind of structure. But it actually turns into this fascinating, insightful, and just devastating at times uh, lesson on race, on class, on toxic masculinity, because one of the guys becomes a father and then he kind of, you know, falls into this vicious cycle where he's being abusive to his partner. It is fabulous. And I was just, but I, it's just beguiling. I was just under its spell the whole time. And again, expecting to go in and just, you know, oh, this is a film about skating. The skating scenes, though, I should say, are just beautiful. They are breathtaking. And you can just see that this fella, Bing Liu, uh, who's just a natural behind the camera, he's got a huge career ahead of him. He was nominated for Best Documentary Filmmaker at last, last month's Oscars. Okay, he's got okay. a bright, that's why I'm talking about it, but he's got a bright future ahead of him. I just thought this was a tremendous piece of cinema. And that's what I was going to say. It feels, it, it feels like an event and enough that it's it worth is. going to the cinema like it's cinematic yes. in its presentation oh it's beautiful to look at yeah, yeah okay yeah. out of five five oh wow okay yeah, loved it if Minding you can find it gap. if you can find it go and see it okay fab and very quickly let's do 60 seconds and no more on the white crow ray finds the white crow so he is directing and occasionally starring in this chilly biographical drama it's about the soviet ballet superstar rudolf nuriev and how he defected to the west in 1961 long story short we get his early life and career about how he kind of rose to be, rose up to become uh, this uh, ballet superstar he came from you know from going for or coming from a deprived childhood uh we follow him as he joins the kirov ballet company they go to France he gets used to the culture there he realizes uh, you know he embraces his sexuality for the first time in his life he's got KGB officers following his every move um, and it all builds up to this scene that if you know your ballet that you know he decided at the very last minute I'm actually never going back to Russia I'm going to stay in the west uh, Ray Fiennes also stars he stars as a ballet master Alexander Pushkin who taught Rudolf Nureyev it has all the makings of a big Oscar base but uh, you know dancing uh, drama unfortunately I found it really uh, fractious and frustrating and slow and tedious and look Ray Fiennes is good in it but it was very unfocused and the only thing I came away from it with was that Rudolf Nureyev was a bit of an arsehole and that's not <laughs> a good thing so okay. I did not like this out of five two Okay, so no love for the White Crow. Do go see Minding the Gap. It's a skateboarding documentary that'll surprise you. Or uh, if you want a bit of a scare, Jordan Peele's Us, which has also got the big thumbs up from Chris. Always a pleasure. We'll talk to you next week. Talk to you. Let's go. This is 2FM.